welcome to episode three of our stories. I am so excited with us today is country singer songwriter. She's a little bit country. I like to say a lot bit backwards Barbie. Yeah. 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 She is the world's most famous drag queen that's ever been on this show. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is a great way to put it. Please welcome skinny legend, Trixie Mattel. Hello, hello, hello. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> it's so great to be here with you tonight in London. Yeah, we're of really all out places. Here. I mean, did you see the crowd outside? No, I haven't been out there because I'm too famous to go out there. They freak out. Yeah, no, I, I see a, that. I heard it's a lot of people. There's a lot of people and there's a lot of Trixies down there. Yeah, they dress up. Adorable. It's all, it's well, it's an easy look. What do you really need? You need some, you know, I mean, you do need a lot of makeup. I was going to say, I don't think I wouldn't call this. You make it look easy, but I don't yeah. think it's easy. But it's like, a, you know, if you have like a pink dress and like a cheap wig, people get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I That's it. how I used to do it. Yeah. Now I do nice wigs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're beautiful. I almost sat on one. When I, I know. Came well, in. that, oh, that girl, that's like, that's $40 from Amazon. Oh. That ain't nothing. Mm, yeah. I love it. If it was brunette, I'd say that's what I find in the bottom of a shower every once in a while. Oh my god. I <laughs> I, we were just talking about this, how people with long hair sometimes aren't really in touch with how much hair they really shed. Oh no, I'm totally in touch. I have a name for it. It's called the leavings. Because that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> the leavings! That's, that is yeah, it. Yeah, that's what they do. You know and what, they end though, up everywhere. It's, it's hideous. There was this like, you know those like dumb clickbait articles like beauty hacks you have to hear about? Yeah. One of them was save the hair from your drain to use as like your, <laughs> to use to make a rat for no. for updos no. that you do. No. For what now? For like when you do your own updo to like oh, stuff in I your bun. Oh, I got you. Which I'm like no. using your own hair is not the grossest, but it's a little gross. No, but it is. Yeah. Like, I'd rather use a toilet roll or something. Like, I don't or know. A sock. Don't be weird. A sock. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Why make it harder than it has yeah. to be? Did you ever think, I mean, I, for me, this feels like a profound moment, seeing all the people around, you know, the building, dressed, here to see you in London. Did, was this ever a possibility? Did you ever think about this, coming from where you came from? Did you ever imagine this? No. I mean... We're drag queens, so we come from like, you know, the best thing we can look forward to is our two drink tickets on our Saturday night, or like some food vouchers to get tater tots at Pride. But like, so, but it is a small thing. Like it's a, it's a, it's a slow burn. Um, Casey Musgraves now on I iTunes. It. Yes, you. it's a slow burn. So like, at first it was 10 people, five, you know, 20 people. And then this is definitely 2000 people here tonight. This is probably one of my bigger audiences. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and how did you get your start? Cause you have, such a varied artistic background. Sure. Well, I used to, I grew up playing guitar and writing music with my grandpa who was a country singer. And so by the time I hit college and I started doing drag, um, I was in music school. So then eventually once I did Drag Race, it kind of hit me to sort of put it all together. Cause before Drag Race, I wasn't really doing like um, music and drag. I just didn't think, it didn't really make sense to me. It mm -hmm. didn't, I didn't think that it would work. But then I kind of realized just because no drag queens have done it before doesn't mean it can't be done, you know. Absolutely. And it ended up being a great, for me it's a great pairing with stand-up comedy because uh, folk music is storytelling and so mm -hmm. is comedy, so it goes well together. Mm -hmm. And so you just stepped on stage and Trixie was born. It was not that easy. Yeah. I mean, it was more like in the beginning, I always liken it to like you're throwing darts and you're like, they're hitting, you know, the first few darts are like on the wall over here. You know, and that adventure you're getting closer and closer to bullseye. Um, but then just like anything, like anytime I think I've got it, 
two years go by and I see a picture of myself or something, I'm like, ooh, you know. Are there any pictures floating around? I've not seen any pictures floating around of the early days. Do you of have? Yeah. Oh my God, and they're rotted. Rotted. Why don't you share? Because nobody goes, remember when I was disgusting? That's not what people do on social media. Oh no, that's you true. You go, this is me at my best. Have a good day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I my Sears become, glamour shot with the lasers in the back. Yes, yeah. I want to become yeah. one of those gay guys who has like, their throwback Thursday is them like naked brushing their teeth, like mm, feeling, feeling fresh. I'm looking forward to Thursday now. Yeah, that's what I want to be. I want to <laughs> become one of those like, you know, people who post the most like crazy self-indulgent weirdo pictures. As opposed to now. Yeah, like now it could be, we could, you could take it to like a whole nother level. Well, yeah, because now my, my relationship with social media now is all about this other person, Trixie. So I've never had an opportunity to have like an Instagram where I'm just like, felt cute, might delete later, you know. Like, oh my gosh. I'm deprived. I, you should. I saw Jeff Goldblum even did one the other day. And it was, <laughs> listen, it was him from Jurassic Park with his shirt open. And he said that. Yeah. Felt cute, might delete later. And I was like, no, oh he my did gosh. It. Yeah. That's incredible. He did. No, he's, I, anyway, this is why I have my notes. <laughs> I love that. You wrote that down, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> I just knew, I knew just somehow he was going to come up. You know, mm -hmm. life finds a way. No, but um, it's all like a slow build. But once I started layering the sort of like, once I went full speed ahead with the Barbie thing and then mm -hmm. layered in the, the, the music thing, it just really like works for people, I think. And where did you come up? I feel like you're just breaking all kinds of convention, but where did you come up with the name Trixie Mattel? Because that's not, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with food and it's not innuendo as so far as I know. I mean, no. I have the loop, so. No, there's no innuendo. Well, um, originally um, I had a bad relationship with my stepdad and he used to call me a Trixie and whenever I was acting too feminine or too sensitive. So that, that word used to be in the back of my mind. And then I was in a production of the Rocky Horror Picture Show where I had to step into the drag character and the drag character's name was Trixie. So it was like fate sort of. Yeah. And then I was 21 years old and in order to make a Facebook at the time, you had to have a last name. And so Mattel was the manufacturer of Barbies. So I just kind of took that. It's amazing. And I love that story that you took something that was so negative, that was probably a source of great stress for you and that bullying, and then you've turned it into something so positive that inspires so many people. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't purposeful. You know, I'm glad I did it though, because Trixie Mattel also has like a, I think at the time I just thought it had a nice ring to it. It's it just, sure it's does. It's a fun word to say. Yeah, it's so And nobody's much fun. named Trixie, and that's sort of what I liked about it. It's not a real name. And yet, now you mentioned a little show earlier that you were on called Drag Race. Oh yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. yes. I was on season seven, and then I think I'm in, in some way I'm in eight, nine, and ten. I'm in all of those too. So you come back to scare him a bit. Yeah, I always pop in for like a little hello, or like a little video. Um, and then I was in All Stars 3, and I won that one. And then All Stars 11, no, season 11 is coming out. Yeah. And you never know who could pop up in that. That's amazing. Uh, and I, I had so much fun watching, but I didn't I didn't discover you watching Drag Race. I was reading, you know, I'm always doing research for my radio show, and I, and I read an article about you on, I think it was Rolling Stone. Oh, isn't that crazy? It, it's amazing. And they just were shouting your praises as a really earnest songwriter and a musician. And then you mentioned being a fan of Casey Musgrave. So I was like, okay, we can hang, you this know. Is yeah, but. Okay, let me ask you this. Does it annoy you now that she's got like an arm full of Grammys? Now everyone's like Casey Musgraves. We're like, hello, like same trailer, Girl, different park. It's like we've been new, like and pageant material. Hello. Also, I I love her new music, but oh, I'm so like, why? I don't think 
pageant material or same girl or same trailer. I don't. I don't think those aren't as good of albums. No. People are just now getting into it. No. And I did see this article that was amazing on Reductress that was like top like ten pairs of boots that will tell everyone you just discovered Casey Musgraves. Ten pairs of boots. And it was like boots you could buy. The white like, ones. It was like <laughs> these cobble boots them. will definitely tell people that you love country music as long as it's Casey Musgraves or a handful of Dixie Chick songs. Because, you know, now everyone's going to start wearing spurs and being like, I've been her fan forever. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, you haven't. You can have it. But it's interesting with the internet and stuff that people can have entire, you know, albums like Brandy Carlisle. That yeah. doesn't play on the radio. No. You know what I mean? Casey still doesn't. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it's, it's really upturning the system in a cool way. It is. For independent artists. Yeah. Yeah. People are finding alternate ways to get around radio, yeah. which is a lot, you know, is a lot of what I do my radio show as well is to highlight those artists that are out there but aren't being played on, on mainstream radio or aren't being hard, which is, in, the, yeah. in this case, on the radio, it's women. Um, and Casey represents, you know, she represents good musicianship and a progressive message. And there's a certain amount of fun in, in her showmanship. And I think country music used to have a lot of showmanship, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't for a while. It was all jeans and t-shirts. And I think now it's turning back into like a little more glitzy, which is fun. Yeah, I think uh, mainstream country is getting really boring, if you ask me. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. White guys in cowboy yes. hats singing oh about God. the tailgate. and That they don't even you know, have. No, I know. Well, that's the thing. It's people who are rich making music that they think will speak to people who are poor. Yeah. It's actually sort of like... It's sort of sad. It is. It is. But I mean, that's why it's. It's. I was so when I heard your music, I was. I felt just fell in love instantly. Well, and you. and for me, it was like. It doesn't matter which which way you p- package it. There is a country star in there. You're telling heartfelt stories. You're an incredible musician. And to me, that's what it's all about. That's what makes a country star. You know. That's the element yeah, of country well, for me. Thank you. So then, when I, I watched Drag Race because of you, because I thought I want to see this country queen represent, and then I was—I got to say—I was a little bit disappointed because I didn't feel like after hearing your music that you really got to showcase everything that you were about, your comedy talents and and things like that. So I think it was actually one of the challenges that you were eliminated, but you came out with this amazing outfit where it was half male and half female. Oh, yeah. And I, I got my my husband was into it. We're all like yeehawing on the couch like, yeah, this yeah. is great. Like, and I felt like, yes, we're getting a taste of who you are as an artist. And then I think that was the end of it. Like, honestly, our jaws were dropped. We were like, no, this isn't happening. Yeah, I mean, on season seven, that was like good four years ago. And that was before I really started. That's when I was doing more of a Malibu Barbie thing. It was, and then um, after Drag Race, I started to turn it more like bar, uh, Barbie going to Coachella, sort of Dolly Parton stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I started marrying the music with it, it made more sense. But I hadn't really done it because at the time I was working in clubs, you know. I was working in, like, the nightclub environment where it was all about looks and lip syncing and, and stunts and, you know. Yeah, and then by the time you were on All Stars 3, which you won, yeah, your second album came out right about that same time, didn't it? Yeah, I had already had, by the time I did Drag Race again, I already had Two Birds out. Um, and then One Stone was coming out during the season. Um, so that was good because it gave me a lot of confidence going into it because I already had a an album, you know, chart higher than, you know, any of those queens. So it was like, okay, I had a lot of confidence. I knew I wasn't doing something totally stupid. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. And you've got a song called Mama Don't Make Me Put On The Dress Again. That's from Two Birds. It's got over two million views oh, on YouTube. Crazy. It is. Tell me a little bit about, about that song because you listen to it. 
it, ma it makes you think you don't like doing drag so much. Well, you don't always want to get ready. I mean, it's essentially a song about not wanting to go to work. And if you mm -hmm. listen to the lyrics, it's a, it's a song about um, not wanting to go to work because of uh, you have things going on in your personal life. And so dressing up in full clown fantasy when you actually have real things going on, it was not always, it was around a time where I was going through a breakup and I was on a t show schedule where I was getting dragged five days a week. And every I would spend the day so sad about this, you know, dumb guy, whatever. Mm. And then I would be having to get dragged to go tell jokes all night. And it didn't always feel like it's not what I wanted to do, yeah. you know. So that song's essentially just about that. But people interpret that song a lot of different ways. Like a lot of people who are um, um, trans men, like tell me that they listen to it and it makes them think of being a, a little girl and their mom used to make them dress up in dresses for events and they hated it. Ah. So it, it really means different things to different yeah, people. Yeah, it does. And one of the comments under the video, do you read, do you read the comments at all? I do not read the comments. Yeah. I think it's that's not my, it's not for yeah, me. Yeah. Well, one of the, this is a, a really nice one, and it says, as a gay man who is a southerner, Trixie is a beacon of light. It's okay to like country, bluegrass, folk, and be gay. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, one of my favorite types of music is anything, I love music about God, even though I don't believe in God. But I can listen to music about God and not be like shook or offended. You can like music for whatever reason you like it. You know what I mean? And I guess with country people, a lot of people feel like there's no place for them. They're not allowed to like it. And they don't even want to support the artists because they think that the artists don't like them. That's not always the case. No, I and actually I find that country music as a broad genre also has a very diverse audience. So, I mean, that's just really what I love to talk about with you is kind of breaking down those stereotypes of who makes but alternatively, who listens to country music? Completely. And it's, it's sort of about, I mean, it's essentially, it's storytelling. It's somebody, and I think in folk music, country music especially, mm -hmm. it's emotionally um, intelligent music mm -hmm. for all levels of intellect people, kids, you know, whatever. Because it, it sings about the most basic things of like love and loss and pride. And, and it's, I think the structures of the songs are traditionally a little more like, easy to digest like something I like about country music especially all country music is um, the sort of structure the sort of like A B A B A B mm -hmm. I love something where I'm listening to it I know what I'm I know what's coming I don't know I like that and who inspires your sound you have a very unique it's kind of folksy but you know Americana country and then you've got that the songwriting that is it does remind me of Casey Musgraves a little bit because you're both kind of like well the, you know this is who I am there's just an honesty about it that is so refreshing and authenticity sure I mean I really like um, obviously I like Dolly Parton I love Laura Lynn I love um, Amy Mann folk she won folk album the year like two years ago mm -hmm. um, I love Brandy Carlisle yeah Jason Isbell to me is like Beyonce mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with him mm -hmm. um, those would be my faves, like my all-time faves. Did you hear, Dolly Parton was just here, because she's just her, she's got a West End musical, 9 to 5. She said she's releasing a perfume. Oh, really? What do you think that smells like? A perfume? Yeah. I bet you it's kind of classy. I honestly think it's kind of classy, but also old lady. I bet you it's like yeah. roses. I wonder if it's going to smell like, you know, she modeled her look after the town hooker. Yeah, I wonder. By the way, I wonder what that woman really looked like, because she can't have looked that good. I, you know what? That's a great question. I think maybe, you know, maybe she's just the caricature of 
that yeah, woman I mean, she looks or good. you well, know I don't necessarily look like a Barbie so you know I get it you take it and run with it <laughs> well I think you're beautiful and I can definitely see uh, where the inspiration comes from because I mean if you think about it may maybe people in country music don't realize they've they've got a country icon that is a drag queen you know already exactly people you know like, she's never in her hair how does it feel to be, feel to be the done? first drag queen in yeah. country music I'm like I'm not have you seen like Tammy Wynette back in the day these are drag queens I know? love it or I um, mean especially back in the day like um like uh, Loretta Lynn back in the day mm -hmm. giant wigs mm -hmm. giant wigs mm -hmm. as big as Dolly Parton's you know it's crazy. I love it it's so good, but you can see these are all strong women. They're all funny. Like June yeah. Cardcash, she's she's oh my god, hilarious. She's like my songwriting probably like beacon, my yeah. beacon. She is my favorite. I think I love her because she's not the most fabulous singer, but she finds a way with her songwriting and her humor to make it all work. And she is um, I don't know. I like that she 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 represents taking what you have and doing doing what you can with it. Because mm -hmm. she wasn't the best singer or the most traditionally beautiful. But she's like, how do I make it work? You know. This is probably blasphemy, but I actually love it when she sings Ring of Fire. I know she wrote it for Johnny no, Cash, it's a but I love song. it when she, she sings it. Because I don't know, she's just got that soul in it. It originated, she birthed it, you know. Yeah, and you and just she's kind an of incredible feel that auto heart player. She, you and her, I think, are the only ones that I know. Yeah, if you go to Wikipedia it. and you search auto harp in, under notable players, it's my picture. <laughs> Amazing! Is that funny? I was on Auto Harp quarterly this year. So it's year. not it's not um, Voldemort's nose. It's the it's Auto me, Harp. Yes, Yay. thank God. Auto I love Harp the Auto Harp, and she is quarterly. Amazing. I love that. Yeah, she has this album. Oh, I forget what it's called, but it's just entirely, pretty much, just her and her Auto Harp singing. It's when she's very old. She's really great. So, what would be your goals with your country music? Do you ever want to just tour or do the circuit? Just with your country music? Um, you know, usually I'm the drag, I'm the musician in the drag show, and it will be fun to start to be the drag queen in the music show. Yeah. You know, get to play like um, festivals and get to meet other musicians and get to do, I don't know, um, you know, things outside the drag world. I would love to see that happen. Do you think something like the Opry is? With, no, with I don't that. think it's possible. No, no, I don't. I, I don't say, would you want to do it? Because I, oh, yeah. I would love to see it. I don't think, it, honestly, by the time I think something's impossible, 10 new things have happened. That's always how it works. Yeah. I, I think mean, you just need to put it out in the universe and it'll happen. Yeah. And one day I'll be reading Rolling Stone about, you know, Isn't your that, Opry I mean, debut. Totally. I mean, I mean, we're here tonight. There's 2,000 people here tonight. That's crazy. Do you, I remember doing bingo for 10 people five years ago. I love it. Five I, years yes. ago. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Uh, it is. I mean, what what a ride it. I've it's had shows been. where they've had to come backstage and tell me that I can get on a drag and um, there's not enough people there for a show, so I'm not getting paid. <laughs> like I, I, yes, it's happened. And is this the best revenge now? Every every day is a pretty woman moment. Yes, exactly. That's amazing. Now, do you think country music? Do you, do you think it's getting more accepting? Um, yeah, I mean, I think so. I don't think it's quote unquote like cool to dislike anybody anymore, mm -hmm. especially for mm -hmm. gay reasons. But um, I think that to be honest, not enough current like contemporary country music speaks to gay people that much, mm -hmm. which is why somebody like Casey Musker is a huge standout. Mm -hmm. What I love about your lyrics is that you know, somebody who is gay and that doesn't feel represented can feel represented. 
but you don't necessarily you can be anyone and appreciate your lyrics you don't need to be gay I think you I mean you just need to be human really it's a human story isn't it totally I mean even a song about don't we put on the dress again it's none of my music is about being a cross-dresser or being gay or none of it's about it's it's always been important to me to tell to sing songs that speak to me but speak broadly mm-hmm. you know like I mean, I need the little sister on one stone. It's just that's, about... I love that. It's about wanting something good for your younger sibling. That is... Mm-hmm. That's not unique to being a person in a way. Tell me, little dear, if you only lived here, did you really ever live at all? Because you'd be amazed in the summer, all the days of the spring turn into fall. Just listen to your brother, you can run in the cover of the night sky when it falls. I know that you think that you're growing, but you're just tall. Soldier, which I think is my most streamed song on Spotify, yeah. it's just about, it's a story about somebody who has a little bit of anxiety. Not even about me, it's about mm-hmm. someone else, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Now, we're here backstage, you're on your Skinny Legend tour. What can people expect from a Trixie Mattel show? Well, at a Trixie show, it's a good blend of like, it's stand-up comedy meets folk music, meets there's video, costume changes, lip sync, there's audience, in, uh, like there's slideshow. I play my guitar, my auto harp, my clarinet. I try to do something so that, because some people come to see me because they love the music. Some mm-hmm. people come because they love my YouTube show. Or some people are just drag race fans. Mm-hmm. No matter what you come for, I try to make sure you every box gets checked. What I loved is when I saw that the O2 was advertising your show, they put like asterisks everywhere like this is a live show because I don't know if it's people are expecting lip sync or or what, but I I thought that was fantastic that they were saying this is a live show. You will be performing your music and singing your own music. Yes, I'm up there in uh, a costume and a corset and shoes that were not made for playing guitar in. Like at all, <laughs> trying to step on my little pedal and play my harp and all that. Um, there's a lot that goes on. There's a lot that can go wrong, and believe me, a lot goes wrong every night. So if you like shows where things obviously go wrong, come see me. What is what's the probably the biggest oops that might have happened? Just there? the other day on this tour, I was playing my clarinet into the microphone, and the mic stand wasn't screwed tight, so it started to dip. <laughs> so then, as I was playing the song, I had to start crouching. So then I'm playing clarinet in drag, crouching my knees, which is not really a good look. This is kind of dumb. <laughs> Great view for the folks in the front. Yeah. I'm sure as you're like squatting down there. Did they think it was just part of it? I, I think they were just like, well, honestly, if they're in the front row, they're VIPs. And so they're fans <laughs> enough that they're like, we still like you. <laughs> Great. So tell us for all your friends out there, you have so much going on. What is coming up for you next? Well, it's going to be a very busy year. This chunk is my only touring of the year. And then I'm going to be uh, launching cosmetics in May. Wow. I spent my whole winter break working on formulating uh, products. So I'll be coming out with my own cosmetics. Because if you want to talk about... Listen, nobody beats cosmetics into the ground like drag queens. So, you know, let us test drive products for you. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to be doing things like DragCon in May in L.A. Pride season's coming. And then, uh, more importantly, there's a film, a documentary film coming out about me in the spring. Wow. And where can we see that? For six months last year. Like six months of my life all times. Did you feel like a Kardashian or Lady Gaga? I felt like um, a real housewife or something because the camera was on me all the time. With up, yeah. I had to wear one of those mic packs yeah. all, in drag every day, all day. 
Um, and I'm not allowed to say, they told me I'm not allowed to say where it debuts yet, but it's okay. coming out in spring. Well, we'll certainly keep an eye out for that. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you today. Thank I know you're busy and you've got to get on stage and go slay, I I and I, I can't wait to see. <laughs> so I flattened it out for you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. Tease it back up. Thank you very much. Hi, it's Trixie Mattel. And this is Adrena Austin. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to our, our stories. stories. Thank you for listening to episode three of Our Stories. I'd like to give a very special thanks to today's guest, Trixie Mattel, a.k.a. Brian Furcus, for being on the show. The theme music for this episode is Little Sister by Trixie Mattel. Now, if you love it as much as I do, you can find Little Sister and all of Trixie's music available to purchase on iTunes. Now, for all the latest news about upcoming episodes and your favorite Our Stories guests, you can connect with Our Stories on Twitter at Our Stories Pods or Instagram at Our Stories Podcast. Now, if you like what you heard today, and I certainly hope you have, be sure to subscribe, like, leave a review, and tell all your friends and family about Our Stories. Remember, everyone is invited to this party. I'm Adrena Austin, and I'll catch you next time with more of Our Stories. Our Stories.